record <laughs> i actually needed to talk to you about something before we started this week but here we are oh. <laughs> no it's because it will be fine we'll work it out oh, no. I'll, I'll edit it out if it becomes a problem oh no 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 stop <laughs> That's fine. no no we can't now it's that's insane. all i'm gonna think about no don't worry about it it's not a big, it's not a big deal what's up yeah i, I get it i get it yeah Oh man, what's up? I mean, <laughs> he's like start a stand-up routine or something. Uh, what's up with Christmas what's, trees? I mean, what's the deal with the hot sauce? Fucking <laughs> Christmas lights. Hey, let me ask you something. All right, colored lights. You colored lights or white lights? Colored lights. White lights are boring as shit appreciate you it's just it's just too like snooty for me i I like the multicolored lights man hey let me let me tell you let me let me this is how we're gonna start this podcast off okay tell me how we're gonna start it what tell me how we're gonna start it (laughs) go ahead we've already started it so i don't mean no seems no we're warming up okay I, i got a message from somebody today oh god who is it Clay. Listen to my dark twisted fantasy all day today after listening to episode 152, and I didn't realize how amazing that album is. All right. I immediately called this person. Okay. Previous number one fan, Kyle. Oh, okay. I said, yeah. I said to him, fucking tell me about it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he said, man. I knew every song on that album, but I didn't know they were all on that album. Yeah. He's like, most of the time, you can't listen to an album beginning to end. He's like, I, I listen to that on loop, all, just all the way through, all day. Yeah. It's a, it's now, let me ask you. Album. Did you go listen to the Dissect podcast? I did not yet, but I added it to my podcast uh, feed thing. So that's well, you got to go that's into the you got to go into the history to get season two. Oh, okay. All right. That's season, season two is, is the one. Twisted Fantasy. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going yeah, to... no, you've made a step in the right direction. I get it. I don't go to podcasts immediately. You well, know I, mean? I don't the have. I, I I don't drive anymore. That's when I listen to podcasts. Was when I would drive. You know, I don't drive anymore. So, I like. Yeah. I I have in something like that. I want to kind of listen to the whole episode instead of listen to it fifteen, you know, ten minute pieces. So, yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It's it's just how it is. I've 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 fallen way behind on my podcast this year, but just because I drive, you know, once a week. Yeah, uh, you know, I do know, and I've changed the way I listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts in fifteen minute spurts. Yeah, yep, I'm okay with that. That's fine. I mean, you know, ain't gonna be that's gonna take me a long time to get through a Dan Carlin hardcore history episode, but like whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll take you long as I hey, uh, I, I mean, a lot of people hit me up this week. What's up? You guys, I mean, I'm going to move into some housekeeping. Well, nobody hit me up, so go ahead. Well, <laughs> your boy, Shoulder Surgery Dan, he got on that He got on that podcast, too. Okay. He listened to all of season one and is already on season two. Of the that deconstructed thing? Yeah, Dissect. Uh, dissect, yeah. 
Yeah, the first season's uh, to Pimp a Butterfly. Okay. Um, and then I don't know if you checked your phone, but I sent a picture. Now he's texting me about air fryers all the time. Okay. Yeah. He's got one or he's he trying to get me. one. What? He's got one or he's trying to get one. He's got one. Okay. And uh, and so I texted you and I happened to be in Target earlier this week and I sent a picture to the you, the two of you. He didn't you didn't know that was shoulder surgery Dan's number. Wait, he, that was shoulder surgery know. Dan. That was shoulder surgery Dan. Oh, I was thinking that it was Bill because I don't have Bill's number saved in my phone. So it, my two group texts are you and Bill, which I don't have Bill's name in there, and uh, and Ninja T. Who of course I have his name in there, but yeah. Well. Shots fired now. I don't know how Bill's going to respond to that. Well, I don't have my my dad's number programmed in either, to be honest. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you got three group texts. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you got one now, well, now I understand. Dan. I'm glad I didn't say anything embarrassing about wrestling or anything that, you know, shoulder surgery Dan don't give a fuck about wrestling, probably. I don't know. I think he, I wouldn't put it past that. Anyway, he texted us at 9.15 tonight. He said, just in case you're recording. And he <laughs> said, so it's not at closing time. <laughs> yeah, good. But, oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you did get something this week. What did I get? An email. Oh, from Jake? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, your boy Matt, previous number one fan, Matt, wants to know whether or not you hate Uber drivers should Trump more. <laughs> it depends. In general, I, I, I'm cool with Uber drivers. I, it was just that particular Uber driver, you know? <laughs> he, he, uh, he also wanted us to know, just in case we didn't know, that Jake Paul is now fighting Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I saw that. Jake uh, Paul wants to die. So, <laughs> Well, you saw that because, well, Bill said it too. He forgot that it was the Alpha Paul. There was another Paul. Yeah. Paul. Um, I can't tell the difference between the Pauls. There isn't one. Okay. There's, there's no difference between them. What You want to read that email from, from Jake? Yeah, I feel like I have to censor part of it. But maybe not. Yeah, you do. You, do? Okay. you definitely do. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing too bad. Some of this ain't going to be right. Yeah, it's just it's just a little over the top, but as you know, as you would expect from a jackal, um, as you would expect from a Kid Rock fan. Yeah, from a Kid Rock fan. So I, I will, uh, I will just read the 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 appropriate parts. First off, good to hear you guys back once again on once again. As I sit in my home office quarantining from a recent COVID scare, don't worry, I'm all good and negative, rubbing it in. Yeah. I saw the new episode of IOL2S, which was my number one podcast on Spotify as well, but that's not saying much. It's only listened to two podcasts on Spotify. Didn't need the qualifier for that. What? What do you, what do you, what do you think is the other podcast is? <laughs> Some Kid Rock fan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> American, <laughs> the Great American Barbecue, something like that. It's like. <laughs> some kind of pro kid rock podcast or something chicks and chicken wings <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> i got excited he's a notable kid rock fan we've we've established this he said i got excited when i saw that kid rock was in the title of the new episode but you clickbaited me i thought you had turned over a new leaf and found a new respect for the american badass himself that's what the name of the podcast is american badass nope <laughs> But I will say the idea of Kid Rock and Chris Rock's body for a day, damn, I would pay to see that. 
But Chris Rock appreciates his side. Can I just say that the story about J-Ho telling the Uber driver to fuck off and how she was extorting him had me dying. It's true heroes like you don't get enough recognition. God, I wish I could have sat and watched as you belittled this woman. I can only imagine the next fare she picked up. Either one of two things happened. Number one, she was over the top nice and giving drinks, snacks, and foot massages to make up for her shitty karma. This is what I hope she did, you know, trying to make up for it. Number two, if the, if the next guest size wrong, she will pull over the car, have a complete mental breakdown on the side of the road as a passenger sitting back wondering what the fuck is going on. I know J-Ho had a lot of joy from that, but damn, this woman will never forget that day and she will never be the same. You will haunt her dreams. Well done. <laughs> just, I just hope she, I hope whatever she buys with that $20, it's sh- it winds up breaking. I hope it's shitty. I hope she buys an air fryer with that 20 bucks and it breaks. Just, oh man, I, that Target had more air fryers in it than anything else. The what? That Target had more air fryers in it than anything else. Yeah, you you sent the the picture from Target with that. Well, the air fryer is the hot gift this year. My dad even wrote me was like, "Hey, you got one of them air fryers, huh? Think your mom would want one of those?" I was like, "Yeah, of course she would." I, there must have been about five hundred air fryers in there. See, you sent the picture of the kind that's like the top loader kind. I, I, I didn't even know what kind I sent. I just see. Saw I, them I have the, then... I have the kind that looks like a giant toaster oven, and it has a, it loads in the front, and then they have the other kind, uh-huh. which is a little smaller, and uh, it loads from the top. Um, I like the the toaster oven style better because you can actually replace your toaster oven with it because it actually does have a toast setting. Um, yep. And mine has the rotisserie in it too, which is pretty sweet. Set it and forget it. You can put Man. the little, it's got yeah. the little rotisserie arm. You just snap that thing in there and it turns. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Emerald, you know? It's Emerald. It's Emerald. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I guess you can introduce the show now. <laughs> you want me to start off strong or not? We're doing that. We're already oh, into I would, I would love it. All right. You're not going to love it. <laughs> this one, I don't want to do this one. Oh boy! Oh God! I don't want a lot for Christmas. That's all I'm gonna do. <sighs> Make my wish come true. All I want for Christmas is groove. <laughs> <laughs> I changed it up for you. That's not the actual words. <laughs> Can we talk uh, about that song for a minute? Yeah, I, go ahead. I feel like there's certain things that are like in the cultural eye in my life that used to not be the that the the way it is now. One thing would be Black Friday. I remember a time when Black Friday wasn't a big deal. Now this is when I was young, you know. Yeah. And then at some point yep. in time, within the past decade, it became some like it became bigger than Thanksgiving, you know. Yep. And now it's like tapering off again because I think the online, you know, Amazon be be killing Black Friday. You know, we got deals every day of the year. Yeah. But I feel like it was the same way with this Mariah Carey song. All I want for Christmas is you. It used to be I didn't want to, like, plug my ears when I heard it. It used to be a nice, poppy, fun Christmas song that that would break up the monotony of the old, you know, depressing Christmas classics. 
And then at some point in time, it's like everybody was just like, oh, let's just run it into the ground. And I guess it just got memefied or something, you know? I hear you. And now it's like this this cultural albatross around our collective necks. Like, oh, God, we have to drag the Mariah Carey song back out again. Fuck. You know, I mean, I I don't think I've listened to a single Christmas song so far this year. Well, I've been, as I mentioned last week, I've been rocking that Sharon Jones uh, soulful Christmas oh, yeah. album. So I encourage you to play that one. Well, I'm trying to, let me see what it's called. I don't have it handy here. It's like, uh, it's like Sharon Jones. I've been pulling it up. Hold on, let me pull it up. But see, it used to be that I didn't hate Holiday Soul Party. Yeah, Holiday Soul Party. Yeah. It's uh it's pretty sweet. Yeah, okay. I, I recommend it. It's, it's nice, it's a little different, and it's got that kind of classic sound to it, but you know, modernized. Um can't go wrong with Sharon Jones. All her albums are great, man. You should check out all of her stuff. It's just really good soul stuff. But yeah, that Mariah Carey song. See, I used to the hate that I have for that song now used to be held for this song called This Christmas Will Be A Very Special Christmas To Me. And there's like 15 versions of that song, and it plays yep. in every fucking TJ Maxx that you've ever been in during the holidays. But what about that one that starts the same way, but it's like this Christmas? Yeah, that one's not as bad. I'm not as I'm not as like that's not as egregious because it doesn't get played as much. But like, damn, Paul McCartney one. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. That's a stupid song. That song is stupid. That is that that there used to be more Beatles songs, but when he recorded that song, it made a, several of them become erased from from history. That's how bad it is. I, I'm not mad. <laughs> yeah, no, you're yeah, a notable Beatles hater. How dare you? And on the the anniversary of of John Lennon's death. Oh. Well, what was that? Uh, John Lennon got shot and died. Cameron got shot and drove to the hospital <laughs> in a Lamborghini. <laughs> Pink Lamborghini. Um, yeah. Um, but I'm just like, why is there not any new classic Christmas songs, you know? Like, that Mariah Carey song, is that a, is that an old song? That Mariah Carey song that she just covered, or is it an actual? I don't know if she covered it or not. I don't know, but I mean, that was done in, what, the 90s? Yeah, you got me. I don't know. I don't know. There, I wish there was a way we could figure these things out, but we can't. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Matt will text us next that, week. Yeah, he will. We'll let the, the Matt Google get us. That That's like the last classic Christmas song that has ever been made, you know? Like, why has there not been in the past, like, 10 years any kind of Christmas song that would stick, you know? Well, because we've got it. It's the Mariah Carey song. I know, but, like, it's time. There's got to be at least one per decade now, right? Like, why are they all from the damn 50s and now, you know... Then after that, it's like one or two from every other, other other decade. I don't know. I guess there's probably a really great train Christmas song that I'm leaving out. No? You don't think so? Can, can you just sing that train song? <laughs> Which one? The one, I don't know. Drops the Jupiter one? in her. I don't even know what it is. Is that the one you're talking about? 
No. Which one are, is it? <laughs> the shit, I don't know. What train song? <laughs> they have several big hits, okay? Train. <laughs> do they? They do. Hey, soul sister. That's, the yeah, song. that's a new tra- that's like a that's new era train. Drops of Jupiter. Drops of Jupiter okay. in her hand. Rain, rain, rain. <laughs> that's all needed. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, see, they got one here, man. Shake up. Crit- Number three on this list. Uh, we're looking at. I'm looking at the Spotify. Their their hits. Shake up Christmas. Number three. Train. Yeah, there's the, there's your new classic Christmas song. Shake up Damn, Christmas. Bring, really bring me into the spirit. <clears throat> oh, I wonder what, when was that made. Go to Atlas. Please let there be a whole album of Christmas songs. No, 2010. So 10 years old now. Please email us. I only like their own stuff at gmail.com. Tell us what we're missing. Like a new what? What is the new classic Christmas song? Yeah. Yeah. I'm you sure, know what I mean, it is. I'll what, tell you what it is. What is it? Uh, you need to fill the air. There's gonna be some dead air. Oh, quick. great! I'll just, <laughs> I'll just uh, talk about train for a little longer. <laughs> oh my God! They do have train has a whole Christmas album, and this really? number one on it is this Christmas. <laughs> Oh God! Are you ready for this? Christmas? Are you ready? Oh, oh no! It's gonna play after ads. I got ads on this YouTube oh, shit. My God. Oh God! That was Joe Rogan too. <laughs> <laughs> you ever done DMT? Sorry. Are you ready for this? Yeah. You ready for this? <laughs> Please tell me you recognize this. It's cutting out. No? No. It keeps cutting out. Oh, bummer. It's we'll put it in the that. show notes. Right, what is it? It's that, uh, it's, it's, it's that song that Bill Nye sings in uh, <laughs> Love Actually. <laughs> yeah. Christmas Everywhere or something, I think. Yeah, yeah, Christmas is all around you. <laughs> There's a train Christmas album with 17 songs on it, released in 2017. It's the last album they've released. Well, that's usually what happens, right? You say, "All right, we're doing this Christmas album." Then we we're gonna do break a Christmas up. album, yeah. They, they, uh, shit, their their hit "Shake Up Christmas" is on that album, but it's also on another one. I just, I don't know. Christmas music is awful, but that Sharon Jones is good. There is good Christmas music out there. You just have to find it. What's up? Are you ready to get into this show? Yeah, tell the people what, what episode we're on. This is episode 153 of I Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we ask the question, what's the hype? I'm J-Ho, and with me is Groove. hey And uh, we're here for this episode 153 to uh, bring you the latest developments in our lives um, that involve hype. So what's your what's your hype? I don't have any hype. Yeah, no hype? Okay, well, there we go. That fucks my whole intro. All right, fine. You don't have any hype. Nothing you're... That's how bad your week was. I mean, I'm... Look, man, I don't know what to tell you. I, you that's know, all right. Been, Sometimes you don't have any hype. That's fine. I mean... Yeah, I, I don't know. 
I mean, do you want to come over later? I TV Leno. <laughs> that's my hype. Looking forward to that OC discussion. I, you know, that's my hype. Was this episode of the OC? I told you it was a good one. I watched it last you night. Did tell me. Damn, it was good. Uh, return to form, I would say. Um, but we'll get there. We're not there yet. Uh, my hype is. Uh, I saw your boy C Breeze today. Mark, is this 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 kid that started following me on Instagram? I don't know if he started following you or not, but um, this kid, he's a man in his 50s. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it might be 40s. I don't know. Um, see Breeze, the the fisherman, you know, did a, did, did a, our song for our intro. I yeah, like don't I know think, who he is. Yeah, You're doing he, that just to fuck com- with him. He commented on my, Something on Instagram said like, "Hey, nice job. Go get him, sidekick." Yeah, yeah. He said, "Go get him, sidekick." Yeah, see, there you go. It's uh, I saw him. He was in town, and uh, you know, I had I don't do I don't do anything now because of uh the COVID. But our local like the best burger joint in town is super strict on the COVID regulations, like uh-huh. satisfyingly so. Like they their Facebook constantly says, "Hey, if you don't have a mask, don't come do business with us. Stay home." So he was in town fishing, so I was like, "Yeah, I'll meet you," because they they have this I they have this sweet outside area where you can eat that like you are not around any other people. So we just sat at the picnic mm-hmm. table and uh, had a nice Winnie's burger, and uh, he he interviewed me basically like about everything about the podcast. He had a lot of questions. <laughs> he wanted to know about how podcasting works and uh, yeah, how we got the idea for it, which I was like, ah, we were just kind of fucking around and decided we needed to do a podcast. And uh, you know the history of the show and stuff, and it was nice because I had I, I like a Winnie's burger, and it was nice to have some interaction with another human being. So yeah, I know how you like getting asked about yourself too. You get to talk about yourself. I love it, man. It's just like this feeds my ego. I didn't even eat my burger. Yeah. I was just eating eating this ego. Yeah, <laughs> just eating eating that just attention. Nibbling on yeah, nibbling on that attention. But yeah, shout out to Sea Breeze. That was, that was nice. He brought me some honey. He's a beekeeper as well. You know? What is that called? Uh, uh, what is that? Yeah, there is some term for it. Damn it. What is the science of beekeeping? Is What is beekeeping called? Mark's, like a, he's screaming at the it, thing right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. That is apiculture. Apiculture. Yeah, an apiary. Ap- apiculture? Is it apiculture or apiculture? It's apiary is the... Apiculture. It doesn't have the pronunciation on here. God damn it, Wikipedia. Oh, that doesn't matter. This is an audio apiary. format. <laughs> yeah. Well, it usually it's spelled out. The, the pronunciation is usually spelled out on uh, Wikipedia. But yeah, he made he brought me some honey for a wedding present. I was excited about that because I like honey. That's really cool. Yeah, it's cool. I, I think it's cool that he... Uh, he keeps bees, you know. Be a lot cooler if you brought it to me too, but like whatever, it's fine. Yeah, I, if I, I mean, find... I literally live in the ocean state. <laughs> yeah, it can just paddle his kayak up there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. If I see a bee, I keep it. You should have been watching it better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a beekeeper start, too. I'm gonna start my own hive with this bee. Yeah, should should have should have keep, you know, um, keep an eye on it. Nancy and, and Anna, the rappers? Yes. Their mom, Tina, she started she she started doing that. Oh. Well, and I didn't then know that. About 
nine months into it, she went to the doctor and he was like, hey, you're allergic to bee stings. You shouldn't do that. Oh, no. So she stopped? So she had to, she had to rehome the hive. Oh, man, that's a bummer. Yeah, a real bummer because they sent me. They unlike Mark, they sent me honey. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, yeah, that's that was kind of them, but that that sucks. It got ruined by pesky yeah. uh, allergies. Allergies. I mean, she should have just risked it. Yeah, for the good of everybody. That, yeah, know. probably make the honey taste better. It's a little <laughs> danger. A little danger. <laughs> this is my own special blend it's called danger honey yeah. <laughs> what's your uh, oh, oh, oh we moving on right we yeah what's on. your not the hype <clears throat> my not the hype is also my hype still out okay i don't know how it's gonna go right man this episode is gonna be about 10 minutes long it's already fucking 40 minutes long. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's what, we haven't even gotten that's to That's why you scenes. preambled so much. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the, the state of Rhode Island right now per capita is the highest infection rate in the world. Oh, shit. Yeah. Don't come up here. Right? Yeah. Now, some of that might just be because we have good testing. Okay, sure. No, I'm not saying that we have. I'm. I'm not. I'm not somebody that says, "Well, if you don't test them, we're not going to have cases." That's yeah. not what I'm saying. I'm saying like people are good about getting tested and whatever. We got good resources for testing. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're pretty. We're pretty dense, like densely populated. Yeah. Anyway, so <clears throat> you know, two weeks ago, or well, several weeks ago, the governor announced that. 11 days from now, after Thanksgiving, we're going to do a two-week pause. Okay. And what that two-week pause was, was shutting down gyms. hmm Not restaurants, not houses of worship, not retail. You can still go to the mall. Right. That's can't yeah, go to the great. Gym. Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. Yeah, it sounds super effective. And uh, so <clears throat> the... Uh, the press conference today was about what's going to happen next because we're supposed to be opening on Monday. Mm-hmm. And she said, we're going to keep everything the same for another week. Oh, shit. So after this, you're going to be able to reopen, but you're going to have to stay closed till Monday the 20th. Yeah. And <clears throat> I have spoken to you about it. I was thinking if... I was thinking she's going to shut it down for another two weeks at least through Christmas, whatever. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, if if, if my gym is closed, I'm just going to get on the road and I'm going to drive all over this fucking country basically yeah. for Christmas. Yeah. <clears throat> and I had this plan to go down because I, you know, I'm chock full of antibodies. I'm, I'm yeah, you're good. You you have no, you're not, you're not causing any harm. You're just, good. I'm not. You're, you're spreading. Spreading love instead of disease. Yeah, spreading joy. Yeah. And uh, so I was like starting to look forward to this little trip. Like yeah. I was going to come down to your place, and yeah. hang out with you. We maybe record a podcast live. Yeah. I think we've only done that once ever. Probably, yes. That's probably We true. did it with Mitchell. We Remember did that? it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And then uh, I go see my mom, go see, fam- you know, for, you know, for Christmas, go see yeah. family for Christmas. But instead of just flying down and flying right back, I was going to do the drive. Well, now 
you know, do I think we're going to reopen on the 20th? Hell, I don't know. I'm not sure we are. Yeah. But I got to stay in town just in case. Oh, yeah. We'll see that they're going to open you on the 20th and then close you back down on the 26th. So it just ruins <laughs> ruins your holiday, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, who knows who knows really what's going to happen, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm pro uh, shutdown. I just like these like just symbolic shutdowns are bullshit. So just fucking shut shit down if you're going to shut it down. You know? Yeah, I mean, if you need to the shut money's got to be there. Shut it all down. But don't shut like these two things that are like corner cases down. Just so you can say, "Look, we did something." Yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, I'm not going to I'm not I'm not suggesting I have it worse than other people. I don't. <clears throat> you know. Yeah. There's a lot of people hurting right now. Um and I'm not trying to make light of it by suggesting that my holiday travel plans have been compromised by the governor of Rhode Island. That's not really what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's you know, as a minor inconvenience, I was like, okay, so I still don't get to go to work, but I'm not necessarily going to get to go on vacation either. Yeah, it's a perfect <laughs> storm. Don't tread on me. <laughs> what's, what's your now the height? So I, I had one that Jackie was like, oh, you didn't bring this up on the podcast last week? Oh. Uh, because the, the Uber driver superseded this one. Is that is that a word? Superseded? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it went over the top. This one was one from from Thanksgiving Day that I forgot to bring up. So on Thanksgiving, I like had grand plans to not leave the house at all. You know, just eat and be full and miserable and not leave the house. But last second, my friends needed us to go check on their cat. They were gonna be out of town, and I guess their other whoever was watching the cat fell through or something. Yeah. So we're like, all right, we'll go, you know, a little reluctantly put pants on and uh, drove over there. And on the way back, we needed to get gas in Jackie's car. So I stopped. I was like, I'll get you some gas. So I stopped and I go to fill up and I'm like uh, pumping the gas, right? This dude just shows up out of nowhere, just pops up out of nowhere. Five feet away from me, walking towards me. Well, 10 feet away from me, walking towards me. And he's like, hey, man, hey. And I look, and he is smoking a cigarette. <laughs> and I didn't even find out what he wanted. I was just like, I was like, man, you're you're smoking a cigarette around gas pumps. And he's like, looks at, it and he's like, oh, oh. I was like, yeah, go away, please. Like, go away, right, right, right now. And he's like, uh, uh, I mean, I could put it out if you want. I was like, no, I don't want you to put it out. <laughs> I want you to get the fuck away from these gas pumps with that cigarette. Fucking go away from me. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're not to be an asshole. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm the asshole. I'm the asshole. Not the guy walking up to the gas pump with a fucking cigarette in his hand, a lit cigarette, puffing on it. But I'm the asshole for not wanting to blow us all the fuck up. Happy Thanksgiving. He was uh, he was still just offended. He went went and wandered off to some bother somebody else to blow up their gas pumps. Yeah, so that was my not the hype, being approached at a gas pump by a person smoking a cigarette. It seems like a bad idea to me. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, 
Who am I to judge? Maybe it's a great thing to do. <laughs> Fuck it. Just do it. Do what do whatever makes you happy. You, you got nothing to say to that? I don't even know. I mean, like, I don't even... I'm just sitting here trying to think about, like... I can't remember when people thought cigarettes near gasoline was okay. Yeah, I don't think that's ever been a thing. I mean, we, you know, there are things that are like, oh, man, people used to not put their kids in car seats in the car back in the old days. Yeah, but yeah I don't, we had no idea asbestos was bad. Yeah, but I, think that, I don't think it took very long for them to prove that uh, open flames are bad around gasoline. <laughs> I think that probably happened very soon after the invention of gasoline. <laughs> you yeah. know what that is? That's combustible. Yeah, we learned a lesson here. I mean... You know, they they don't want you to be on your cell phone around the, which is actually can't happen. I've seen MythBusters, but oh yeah, yeah. Apparently, cell phone can't actually start a fire. Static that's, can't that's blow good, it up. I, ain't, I mean, I ain't stopping using my cell phone. No, hell no. But yeah, the audacity of that dude. I guess he's gonna ask me for money or something. I don't know, but like the audacity of him to just be like rolling up, puffing on a, a clearly lit cigarette, and then like completely shocked as to why I would have a problem with that. You ain't got to be an asshole, Joe. Yeah. Oh, you ain't got to be an asshole about it. What? Oh! Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry I was an asshole for that. Sorry, but sorry, person I don't want to talk to. I'm sorry I was an asshole for not wanting you to blow me up. You know, every time I think about... I'm going to be honest with you right now, and I don't know how you're going to respond to this. Every time I think about cigarettes near gasoline, or like gas pumps like that... Yeah. One scene from a movie comes to mind every single time. What is it? From, uh, from Dust the, Till Dawn? What? From Dust Till Dawn? No. Yeah. Uh, um, Romeo and Juliet, when John Leguizamo sees, uh, what is he? He's, um, what is he, Capulet or Montague? I can't remember. He's, he's a, a Prince of Cats. Is it Tybalt? Is it yeah, he's Tybalt, Tybalt. Prince, Prince of Cats. And he sees the other guys, so he's got to be uh, ah fuck. I I'm like really hurting myself right now, not not being able to figure on. out which one he is. But they run into, you know, DiCaprio, the rival gang, yeah, yeah, his crew, and they have that shootout, and it's the it's the cigarette that hits the ground that lights the you know the the gasoline on fire and causes a big explosion. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that scene. What's your what's your take on that movie? I love it. I think it's great. Yeah, I think I it's I think it's a great fever dream adaptation of the uh, that you know a great classic, and I think yeah. John Leguizamo in particular is fucking great in it. He's awesome when he's great in something. He is fantastic in stuff, you know. And he's best yeah. in a role like that where he's not in it too long. He doesn't overstay his welcome. He gets to be weird and obnoxious but cool, and you know, yeah. I, I, also, um, the guy that plays Mercutio, um, Harold, uh, what's his name? Per- uh, it's like Shem- Perennial Shem- or something like per- that. Perinay or something. Yeah, he, he was on Lost. Yeah, he was on Lost. Yeah. And he was in Oz. Like, he's a great actor, but mm-hmm. he plays an awesome Mercutio. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's, a good, that's a good movie. I don't give a is. shit. Who great you soundtrack, too, man. That uh, Radiohead wrote that uh, exit music for a film for that, that movie. I wonder if that's streaming anywhere. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go. I'm it gonna is. Go check it, it out. I saw it got announced that it was streaming somewhere. 
I think somebody oh, yeah? had somebody had it. It was on like a list of stuff from that was coming to Netflix or something. Matt, text us. Let us know. Let us know where we can stream that. We don't have access to the internet. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it a good movie. What's your, uh, what's your, oh, so that, that was, we've already gotten all your stuff done. I mean, I got a couple of consumers. We'll, we'll spend yeah, yeah, we'll there. get to that, but I, my hype's still out just, uh, <clears throat> came in about an hour before this podcast. They're, uh, they're doing this Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which I know, you, I know you don't like Star Wars, but I'm into it. I don't hate Star Wars. I just don't like it. Well, I really like this Mandalorian show. I hate the new, the newer movies were a pile of shit. I'll give you that. The sequel trilogy was a pile of dog shit. Um, but the Mandalorian's great. And, you know, John Favreau, your boy, is involved and he's been doing a good job. So they're, they're, uh, expanding their list of shows and they're doing this. They've, they've rumored it for a while, but now they're actually going to do this Obi Wan Kenobi show with, uh, Ewan McGregor. With Ewan? Yeah, he's coming back, which I was excited about. I'm like, yeah, he wants, he's, he loves, rarely do people love these iconic roles they play. They usually are sick of them, right? He's like, I loved playing Obi-Wan and I want to play him again. And so he seems like, sign me up. So I was excited about that. Less excited that Hayden Christensen's coming back as Darth Vader. Oh no. Yeah. See, I, I would have been more excited if they announced specifically that Hayden Christensen was not coming back as Darth Vader. I hate sand. I hate sand. That's what somebody posted in the the first comment was they need to find somebody like sand. A lot of this is gonna be selling Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I I'm just like I mean good for him because he hasn't been working. Guarantee you. Yeah, he ain't worked since <laughs> yeah. the last time he was. I tell you what, he loves that fucking role too. It's gonna pay his mortgage. Yeah, isn't he married to Rachel Bilson? Don't say that. Uh, hold on, I'm about to ruin your night. Don't say that. On. Don't you dare say that. Please don't say that. <laughs> hold on. He's he's so his his Wikipedia isn't the, even the first result in partner. Oh, he they're divorced. Rachel Bilson, two two thousand seven to two thousand seventeen. Wow. On October 29th, ninth, twenty fourteen, Bilson, Bilson gave birth to their daughter Blair Rose, Briar Rose. Christian and Bilson separated in September 2017. Yeah. So there, there you go. Well. Huh? That's definitely not the hype. <laughs> so uh, what you been consuming? Uh, I've been, been <clears throat> trying to li- – I mean, I'm, I've been sticking to my listen to 2020 music. Uh-huh. Except for Christmas music, as we've established. Um, and, you know, random things here and there. I'm not going to turn something off if it's on TV or something, but – um, so I was catching up with some of the, there's a, there's a playlist on Spotify that's like albums in order of release for the year. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, somebody compiled it. So it's not like exhaustive. It's not like every album, but it's like this person's favorite, you know, and it's yeah. a lot of stuff on there, but it's stuff that I had missed. And I listened to, uh, the, is it Theopolis London? Yeah. Oh, is that the, um, what's the name of that one? It is. It's got that picture of that woman on the front. Yeah, it's like Cuba or something, I think. Hold on. What is it called? No, it's Bebe. Bebe? Yes. Bebe? Bebe? It's B-E-B-E-Y. I don't know how you would pronounce that. 
Yeah, no, I I I enjoyed that album. Yes, yeah, it, it was sweet, man. It's like a, a lot of like dub stuff, like Jamaican reggae dub infused. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm probably butchering that genre, but that's it. That's what you know. Most of the stuff on it is like a kind of like I don't know. It's got this kind of stonery reggae vibe to it, you know, chilled out. I don't know. But I, th- I thought it was pretty good. This uh, Lil Yachty's on it. Yeah, no, I, I I played that album for like a month straight. Well, 2020 is like seven years in one, so it's, uh, it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be surprised if you forgot about it or thought it was last year. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I'm going to go back to that album. I thought it was I've pretty been... good. I think it might make an appearance on my list of top tens. Um, Are you going to do sweet. just ten? I think I can only do just 10 because I don't think I'm going to have like 50 albums that I listen to or anything. I have a list of 18 right now. Well, that's good. I mean, you can do some honorable mentions and stuff. Yeah, I'll probably have to cut. I'll, I'll cut a few things out. Yeah. Um, we'll get there. And the other thing I listened to is that Fiona Apple album. Um, Fetch the Bolt yeah, Cutters. Fetch the Bolt Cutters, yeah. Um, I like her. I it's not my favorite thing she's ever done, but I liked it. Um, I like appreciate it more than I liked it, I guess. If that makes sense. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it's it's quality. Well, I don't I don't think I'm the audience for it. I think it is the audience is like the riot girls that I went to high school with, you know? Yeah. Like it's like the grown up album for them, which is great because I that's not I'm not saying that is like a pejorative thing i'm saying that's great like that's great that she made an album for like the you know this kind of like post-punk girls i went to college to to high school and college with you know it's really like forward and it's like themes and stuff um about representation and stuff like that and i think that's great you know um and there's some of the songs on it really catchy it's just overall it's just not not my favorite thing that she's ever done or anything, you know. That first album of hers is spectacular. So, I did I tell you I saw her? In, I saw her live. Mm-mm. Yeah, a couple of years ago, she was at the New Pro Folk Festival. She played with a like a different band. Like she was like featured with this band. Oh wow! It was great. She was awesome. She's awesome. She can sing. I mean, she really can she sing. Really like, can. Yeah, she's really good. Um. What was that? What was her first album? What's that one that has her that with the big song? Battle boxing and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love this. this is just this is what great. Our, it's been a great our, episode where we just like can't remember anything. Title. And, uh, title. That's the one. Yeah. It's the one that has "I've been a bad bad girl." Yep. That song's on there. Yeah. yeah. That's a that's a really good album. When did that come out? Ninety six. Yeah, yep. ninety six. I was in I was in high school. I was a senior. Yeah, yeah a girl I went to high school with was her cousin. Well, still is her cousin, right? Well, right, sure. Still says we went on like two dates, like double dates. No, no, no. What? No. I went on like two dates with Fiona Apple's cousin in high school. Oh, I thought you were. I thought she was saying she dated her cousin. That's like that's <laughs> all right. Well. No, <laughs> how they do it in Tennessee, but oh. I I don't make any judgments. It's fine. 
Um, yeah, so I, I'm 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 still kind of processing that one. And uh, yeah, that's that's about all I have for that. Let's see if I have anything else on here. Uh, oh, I watched Duncan Trussell's animated series on Netflix, uh, The Midnight Gospel. What did you think about it? I really thought it was cool. Uh, did you watch it? I watched like half half of the first episode. It just didn't do it for you. Yeah, I think it was timing. Like it's, I mean, I'm gonna want to support anything Duncan does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, full full, full bragging rights. Dave and I worked at a camp with Duncan, and uh, he's he's funny dude. You know, a really interesting guy. I don't know him that well. Um, you probably know him better than I do, actually. Cause you well, he doesn't like. It's funny because I I I I told you about finding those VHS tapes and watching them. Mm, yeah. And I one of them was a camp video from 1993. Yeah. And I I recorded like I held my phone up to the TV and recorded a section of him like telling this like ghost story yeah. to a bunch of kids and I was in the group of kids like he was telling a ghost story to yeah. and I sent it to him on Instagram. I've sent him a couple of little nuggets like that, but he doesn't he do, he doesn't know. You know, he's forgotten about me because he doesn't check those messages and well, I, I don't know that he's forgotten about you, but I assume he's busy in a different way than either you or I are, but I don't know. I have sent him stuff over the years, too. Actually, Jackie sent him a message one time, too. Um, yeah. He, I mean, we're friends on Facebook and stuff, you know? Like, he remembered me enough to accept my friend request, but... Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I just, like... I mean, he probably... Like, if we were out together, or, like, we saw each other, he'd probably remember me because he was my counselor, and then we worked together and yeah. we worked together on the ropes course, you know, like, yeah, um, I didn't even work with him. I worked there after he was gone, but he would come back and we would hang out and oh, come true. And do, yeah. do some, um, I, the dude is a pretty good storyteller. <laughs> he was always the best storyteller. You know, crazy. when we were there, sometimes, you know, the, at the camp, they'd have this calendar and every night had, an evening program on the calendar and it would be like counselor hunt or, you know, flag relay, something like that, whatever. And every summer there was just one night that said Duncan. <laughs> and it was just and him. It was, just, it was just, a campfire. We'd all go down to the campfire. We just, he would just stand up and he would tell stories for about two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. He's an interesting dude. Um, he's the, I, when I, I, I got, to meet Mitch Hedberg once at a comedy club because it, we saw him in this little comedy comedy club. And then Mitch Hedberg came out and like signed autographs and talked to us for a while. You know, it was really cool. And then I, I saw Duncan that summer after that. And I was like, man, I, cause Duncan worked the door at the uh, comedy store for years in LA. Yeah. So he, he met all the comedians. I was like, Hey man, I met uh Mitch Hedberg. I, I'm assuming you met him before. He's like, yeah, man, that dude does a lot of heroin. And then uh, about a month later, Mitch Hedberg OD'd on... I mean, I'm not laughing at it, but he, he died. And I was like, oh, I guess Duncan was right. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, I It took me a little bit to get into it. The show is like basically his Duncan Trussell family hour or whatever is his podcast. Uh-huh. And I think it's all interviews that he's taken from that. And they he's... The guy from Adventure Time, Pendleton Ward or something is his name, uh, has animated them, and it's all okay. it's all like a virtual reality thing where he goes into this this alternate universe and 
every episode ends with that universe dying and everyone dying in it. And then he kind of comes back to the real world and talks about what he learned, I guess. It's okay. it's super weird and like out there and I could see people, it, it's going to polarize you. You're either going to be like, this is really cool. Or you're going to be like, Oh, this is too much for me. Um, and I, but it's, it's super, I mean, he's like, he's really into like transcendental meditation and all this like kind of new age type stuff. So it's a lot of that sort of like discussions about death and what happens after you die and all these things. Um, but I thought it was really well done and uh, it grabbed me. The first episode was kind of like, okay, it's all right. And then as it got along, I was like, oh man, I really like this. And then this isn't really a spoiler or anything, but the last episode features his mother who's at the time of the recording was battling terminal cancer and she's since passed away. Wow. And it is, uh, man, it's, it's like really it's just him and her talking about his life and what she meant to him. And it's, it just really, I was crying by the end of it. You know, I'm like choking, I'll I'm like def- tearing up. I'll, thinking I'll about go it. Back. Yeah. I mean, you, you actually could probably just watch that last episode if you wanted to, cause it, it does have a running story, but it's not super, intensely connected or anything um but it's only i think it's only eight episodes and they're pretty short but i thought it was really cool it made me think a lot um which i think is is a good a good thing you know yeah no i mean when you said it was basically duncan trussell family hour that's been animated that's when i was like okay i'm gonna give it another shot yeah if you don't know that you're kind of like why are these people talking but kind of like they're often like talking about stuff that's not really what's going on on the screen but then it's kind of funny because they'll bring it back into it by having them do something. Um, and the, the animation is really crazy. It's really like violent in places too, but like kind of like <laughs> Tom and Jerry itchy and scratchy kind of <laughs> over the top violent, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought it was a neat show and it's kind of cool to see somebody who has such a, I mean, Duncan has this weird outlook on life and to see him do something that people are reacting to. Cause I see people that are friends of mine on Facebook that they have no idea. I know Duncan. Be like, oh, that show is really cool. Posting about it and stuff, so you know, good for him. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm thinking. No, I'm just sitting here thinking. All right, I'm gonna go back. Like yeah. you sold me on it. I did it every day at lunch. Like I eat lunch. Uh, I have my little lunch hour here at my house, and I stop working. Yeah. And so I make myself a little, little ramen noodles or something, and sit down and watch an episode. And I think they're like 24 minutes or something. That's cool. All <laughs> so right. I watched it over a period of like two weeks. So I've got um. So my consuming this week is a little bit weird. Not weird, just like not albums. Okay. Um, you familiar with Sylvanesso? Mm, yeah. Yeah. You are you? You're not in on them. I I have no opinion. Okay, their first album which I think is just self-titled Sylvanesso mm-hmm. is if you like what they're doing, then you love that album. Yeah. It's all the way through <clears throat> very similar songs and they're all very specific and they're, I think they're great. Mm-hmm. Then their second album was a little bit, a little bit tight, like a little bit, uh, you know, anxious in it's sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. You know, trying not to be like that, whatever. And I, I didn't care for it too much. I didn't really go back to it after about three or four listens. But I've been listening to that first album for ever since it came out. Yeah. Well, they came out with a new album, I guess, probably in 2019. 
I think it was. Um, I'm 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 gonna check to see right now. Um, but that third album was really good, and I think they. I remember um, hearing in, in in an interview that they were like, you know, we just kind of got back to what we really wanted to do and what we enjoyed. God, no, that was an album from this year. It was called Free Love. Yeah, and it's kind of a return to form, um, really kind of poppy. Uh, light, buoyant, um, flitty. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Amelia Meath, like her voice is very, it's like a feather floating through the air kind of mm-hmm. thing. And this person from, uh, I think she works for NPR up in Vermont. She's like a public radio producer in Vermont. She did this podcast with the duo from Sylvanesso, Amelia and whatever the guy's name, I don't even know his name. Nick Sanborn. Okay. They're from Durham. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 They live in Durham. Um, the podcast is called Shaking Out the Numb. <clears throat> and it's this podcast where she interviews them about the album. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily a song, song by song podcast. Like one, po- one episode, the episode I'm on right now, they're like talking about inspirations and like specifically non musical inspirations. Cause they're like, well, we don't really want to talk about musical inspirations. Cause then as soon as we say that, then that's when people pigeonhole us, you know, that kind of thing. And it's just a neat podcast. It's not, it's not nearly as like in depth as dissect or anything like that. It's, it's a lot more accessible. It's a lot more consumable. And it's, I think for people that like Sylvanesso, like they really like Sylvanesso. They just released this other kind of like at home version of their most recent album called with love. And it's just, well, it's not even, it's just six tracks and it's just a more pared down version of them. Like they did like a tiny desk at home concert. I think it's like that where they just like recorded it in their house. Yeah. It's just like 20 minutes, really fun to listen to. But the podcast is, if you like Sylvanessa <laughs> and you like that most recent album with love or free love, then it's, it's a good listen. Yeah. I'll have to um, check it out as part of my, uh, they also, they time. also released this year near the beginning of the year, uh, a live <clears throat> recording of them. So I guess it was two years ago. They did like two or three nights at the Durham Performing Arts Center mm-hmm. where they got all their friends. I think it was like a 15 piece band and they performed all their songs live, but, but with like real instrumentation rather than what they usually do, yeah. which is just like make sounds on electronic instruments. Yeah. And, um, and they released a YouTube documentary at the same time as that live recording, which is on like Spotify, you can listen to it on Spotify. It's it's great. It's killer. If you like listen to live versions of songs, like it's a really good recording. And the YouTube, like it, the documentary is on YouTube for free. It's really fun to listen to. So there's a ton that's of cool. Sylvanesso content that's come out this year. Yeah, that that uh that Durham Performing Arts Center is a pretty sweet venue too. The D-Pack. It's a it's a great venue. Yeah, I saw uh, Tom Segura there. Oh really? Yeah. Saw saw him there. Yeah, it's a cool piece of architecture too. Yeah, I saw Joe Rogan there too. I think. There you go. Yeah. Speaking of. There you go. Yeah. Um, Pull it up. So that's you. one thing that that podcast shaking out the numb is is good. If you you know, I only stumbled into it. Yeah. From I can't even remember how I found it, but it's 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 not that big because it's a it's kind of a a one shot deal. It's not a regular thing, you know. Yeah. Um. Speaking of that, then, uh, that's speaking of Sylvanesso and kind of that, whatever, folk electronica kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. did 
the Little Dragon released another album this year too. I don't know if you know that. If you're into them, but... I don't know them at all. Little Dragon, um, they're. I mean, I would. It's uh, an aficionado of electronic music would not say that they're similar to Sylvanessa, but I would say they they share some of the same things. Um, they're kind of down tempo-y trip hop stuff a lot. Um, kind of okay. funk funk infused in places. They uh they did a whole uh set of songs with uh Big Boy a while back. Um, with Big Boy doing vocals, like a years okay. ago, a couple years ago, you know, it was pretty good. I mean, I remember him doing it with Fantagram. Yeah, same same kind of thing. I think it was him, you know, branching out into some other stuff. He's always like appreciated electronic music, you know. He's he's they yeah. said that when they said when they made Bombs Over Baghdad, they were heavily influenced by like at, raves in Atlanta at the time, you know. So uh yeah, it's kind of that same it was from that same kind of era when he he first started teaming up with Fanagram. Okay. But uh yeah, they have a new album this year. I I mean, you could listen to their old stuff too if you haven't experienced them, but they're pretty good. Yeah. Um I on that tip of NPR Tiny Desk at Home <clears throat> concerts. Mhm. Uh, a new one came out, I think today, uh, may have been yesterday. Um, do you know who Haley Williams is? She's From... the lead singer for Paramore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't listen to Paramore. Yeah, me either. Somebody sent me this. She's got this different group of people playing music. Yeah. And it is not Paramore music. Yeah, she's got a voice, man. She can sing. She's she's real so, good. Yeah. Of the four people backing her up, yeah, one of them is Julian Baker, whose oh, wow. albums I own, and the other one is Becca Mancari. Oh, wow, that's that's a pretty good, pretty good yeah, uh, backing I mean, band. It is. I, I I hit play on that video on that YouTube video, and I listened to all three songs, and then I said, "Okay, that's really good," and I hit play all oh, over yeah, again yeah. and listened to it a second time through. I love Julian Baker. She does a cover of my favorite Jawbreaker song that makes me tear up every time I hear it. Yo, it's so funny. The guys that um, I'm in this group text with that sent the YouTube video yeah. <laughs> they said Julian Baker's looking like Elf on a Shelf because they're in this little room <laughs> and Julian's just sitting on this little shelf in the back corner of the room with a little hat on. Yeah. Society. Kind of small. I'm like, Becca Mancari's, uh, her most recent album that came out this year, that's on my list of. Yeah albums of the year um what's the name of that album it's um the greatest part hmm. it came out early 2020 like january maybe february and it's good man it's one of those albums where you put it on you start listening to it and then you realize oh my god i'm on my third listen of this album already yeah that's cool I'll yeah it's good um and then the third thing i've been watching because it's been a week like this and we were talking about it last week i went back this week and listened and watched um, three different Kanye West performances, three of my favorite performances of his. The first one, maybe the, maybe, well, it's probably the second best one, is his uh, debut of that song All Day at the Brit Awards in 2015. Yeah. And I don't know how much you know that song or yeah, enjoy yeah, that no, song, yeah. but they, it was the, it was an empty stage. It's probably 45 guys in all black hoodies, black pants, black shoes, and two dudes have these super high-powered flamethrowers. 
Yeah. And everybody's like nodding, dancing, not big dance moves, just like kind of moving as one unit, yeah. just up and down to the beat of the song as Kanye is performing. And there's these two dudes just shooting flames like 30 feet into the air. <laughs> It's incredible. It's so good. And it's the debut of the song. And they keep cutting to like audience members and like Lionel Richie's in the audience. And it it looks like he's drooling, man. His jaw is on the (laughs) ground. He's just like, what is happening in front of me? And Taylor Swift is there. She's like, (laughs) she's losing her mind. She's trying to dance to it. It's so good, man. It's so good. And then, of course, I went to Saturday Night Live where he's playing the, uh, he plays Runaway and then he does uh, Power yeah, in that iconic red leather suit. Yeah. You know, with the uh, the, so the Michael good. Jackson. He was so sleep. special when he was on stage between like 2007 to like 2016. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Before he completely like lost the plot and is doing whatever he's doing now, you know. <sighs> I mean, I don't want to, I want to hold out hope. I, yeah, it's hard though. <laughs> Every time I every time I defend him, the very next day he does some shit, and I'm like, "Fuck, you're making it hard." You're right. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, that's that that Saturday Night Live performance is one of his greatest performances of all time for sure. Yeah, I think so. I tell you, man, that that damn uh, man that that I watched that all the lights video again the other day that Hype Williams did, I believe. That that video is so good. It's yeah. the one where uh, the Kanye's there's the cop car is like wedged in the alleyway and he's on top of it and the lights are flashing on the cop car and he's dancing on the cop car. Yeah, it's like so good. It's just like it focuses on it's it's all lights. It's all flashing lights. The whole the whole video. Such a good. Um. Yeah, I can't wait for you to listen to that dissect podcast. Yeah, yeah, I need to get on it. I, I want to be able to like really appreciate it though. True. So, uh, can I say it? Yeah, you can say it. If you're not watching the OC, get the fuck out. <laughs> Welcome to the OC, bitch. Uh, this is episode 17 of season one of the OC, entitled "The Rivals." Um, the basic overview of this this episode uh the subplot is uh sandy and jimmy trying to we have, uh, five, we have five plots yeah in this episode. some of the some of them are very small um jimmy and and sandy are trying to to buy the lighthouse and jimmy's having second thoughts um we also have uh uh what's her name julie is trying to be an interior decorator yep. and uh to uh varied results um, and then we have Seth and uh, Anna, or con- Seth's concerned that he's too much like Anna. Yep. We have uh, Summer has a new boyfriend named Danny, who is uh, hilarious. And uh, then we have the main plot, I would say, which is uh, Oliver has officially transferred to the Harbor School. The villain... Are, Oliver has finally transferred there and Ryan has uncovered is like trying to uncover the sinister background of this kid. And he, he basically meets with some, uh, he, he makes some tough, tough choices. Some of them bad gets in some trouble. Then, uh, Oliver is positioned to do what he's been trying to do, which is get close to Marissa and take her away from Ryan. Um, 
there's a lot of moving pieces of this episode, but it's very good. There's some great lines throughout the whole thing. Like is it the whole episode was just great lines one after the other. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what do you want to talk about? I mean, okay. We can just get the lighthouse story out of the way and say that like, that's a, that's a storyline that everybody's rooting for, you know? Yeah. You want Jimmy and, to have a chance for redemption. Sandy's excited about something cause he's lost his mojo because he's working for the man now, you know? And uh, yeah. So it's, you know, but it's this pie in the sky, like, oh, are they going to screw this thing up? You know? The, um, the Julie being the interior designer is great comic relief. Yeah. Um, it's a good, it's, we can tell that it's like an emergent storyline. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fun to see where it goes. We think that it's going to be a single episode arc, but at the end of the episode, you know, we've got Cal giving Julie the credit for what Kirsten did. Um, and this, and it's, it's, it's also this forcing continued forcing of Julie and, and Kirsten to be friends, which Kirsten thinks this is kind of her out now. And then at the end, Cal's like, no, you need to work together. It's great. You're such great friends. You know what it is? What? Inspired. <laughs> I'll move on. Um, <laughs> the, the Seth and Anna, uh, being, you know, kind of brother, sister, actually being identical. Am I dating the female me? Um, <laughs> I, you know, it, it, it was kind of, um, it got a little bit, a little bit tired for me. Um, and then, but then I'll go ahead. We're not, you know, I'll go ahead and cut ahead and say that that moment between Seth and Summer at the end of the episode really hit me. Yeah. Where they're kind of like, it's clear they miss each other. Um, yeah, and it's summer's but, summer's kind of vulnerable for the first yeah. time with with Seth. And but the thing about that moment was like it was predicated by Anna showing up with them in the same scarf. The scarf. Remember when that was a thing when people would just randomly wear scarfs when it was cold out. Like no, I, I honestly I don't remember that. that I just remember it happening at Hogwarts. Yeah, <laughs> it happened for a little while. Um, yeah, this, this very specific scarf that Seth has, and then, then Anna shows up with the same one. Um, in, in this sort of Seth and Anna thing, we get some great, uh, great moments of Seth, <laughs> like being selfish and just talking about himself. And right, yeah. right when it got to the point where I was like, damn, all he's doing is talking about himself. He's like, can you be quiet? I'm trying to talk about myself here. <laughs> Yeah. Something along those lines, where it's like to Ryan, he's like, "Let me finish. I need to get this back to to me." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, I did. I mean, I will say. I mean, we're going to wind up talking about this Oliver stuff, but it's kind of interesting. It's so well balanced. I think this is one of the reasons why the show is underrated. The Seth or, or the yeah, the Seth and Anna, some Seth and Anna storyline. The Danny storyline, which I want to talk about a little bit more, oh, yeah. um, the lighthouse storyline, and especially and Julie as well. These are all lighter. Yeah, they're buoyant because what is in the middle of this episode is just so heavy. Yeah, it's dark. But the main part of this episode is really dark, so everything around it's got to be kind of upbeat and um, hopeful because Oliver just casts this sinister shadow over everything, you know. It's so heavy. It sucks. And now he's just taking the mask off to everyone but Marissa, pretty much, you know? And, like, just sort of, like, really just being the villain, you know? There is no ambiguity anymore 
of like whether well, there's still been... only two people that are on the on the plot here. Yeah. One is Ryan and the other one is Luke saying, oh, just yeah. give me the word. I'll drop the great Gatsby. <laughs> Luke steps up again. And is like, Hey man, you gotta do something about him. I'll take care of him. If you want me to. Luke just yeah. wants to. You, you gotta tell that guy to back off. Luke wants to tell somebody to fuck off. And I appreciate that. I understand how it feels. <laughs> Luke is telling the guy that stole his girl that he needs to tell yeah. that guy to back off. To, touch, to try to not let him steal his girl. Um, um, <clears throat> The the guy that introduces Oliver to the school basically that says, "Hey Ryan, Marissa, we got a new student." Yeah, doesn't he look like Dean Pelter from a Community? A little bit, yeah, he does. Yeah, he's that he's that guy. You he, know, he is he's one like of those guy guys. That... He 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 hasn't he around this time period he appeared in a lot of stuff. He famously appeared in a uh, a hilarious Little Caesars commercial where this guy's yeah. like uh, keeps having great things happen to him. He's like, I found my wallet. And then at the end, he's like, I have a brother. And it's like his twin brother and Tim. Like, it's just all these great things happen to him. I'll have to put it in the show notes. I'll try to find it. But it made me laugh yeah, a I lot when I, uh, when I saw it. It's just, it's stupid. It's totally stupid. But he's like, he's a comedic actor. He's been in a lot of stuff as a little bit parts, you know? Yeah. Um, um, he, and he's been in other episodes of the OC as well. So let's talk about Oliver, and then we'll come back with some of the other stuff. You mean the Oliver storyline? Yeah, we, we have, I mean the notes. That I, what? Well, the biggest thing that stood out to me is we have Ryan once again making bad decisions that kind of are like emblematic of his upbringing and his like rashness and like street smarts of like you kind of gotta. You, you take on stuff head on. You don't back away from it. So I'd say, well, I guess you could go into the Harbor School and break into his file. And that's that's what Ryan does. Um, yeah. And and we know he's going to get caught, you know, and he does. And it's bad. And it's it's a uh, and him stealing the letter from Russ's locker is a violation of you know privacy. These are bad things, but he's doing them because he's trying to protect someone he cares about. You know. Yeah, and and this is how I, he's been taught as a kid to to be street smart and handle his problems, you know. Yep. And none of these privileged people understand that, you know. Like, um, well, and and you know, you can't. It's it's not the right way to go about things. But he's the, th- the bad thing is he's done all this stuff that's wrong, but he is right in his assumptions, you know. He is yep. correct in in they, they should be listening to him, but because of he's done these things, they are not listening to him even more. Um, I remember this plot line. I don't remember it moving this quickly. Yeah, yeah, me either. But I, I, it's um, real fuzzy to me, a lot of the stuff. Ryan in that room with the flashlight was like Watergate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, totally and that was, poor yeah. man's Tom York song that, get, that comes yeah. in. I don't know the name of that song, but it comes in. I'm like, fuck, this is, I don't know who this is, but it's not Tom York. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I did really like, we had this kind of like, redo of where after Ryan got caught and he's brought back to the, you know, he's goes to the principal's office with Sandy and Kirsten. They come back to the house and he's like hanging his head. He's like, what? So you're just going to kick me out. And Sandy goes, you're a part of this family now. And you're going to feel the full weight of that. You're going to wish we threw you out. I was like, we've already seen this before, but I'm here for this content all over again. Yeah. 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 It's, it's dropping the the sand hammer. (laughs) I get to bring it up again. Sandhammer. Bam. 
kind but firm. He is. He is kind but we firm. We are not going to give up. You're going to yeah. wish we kicked you out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan's an interesting character because things just kind of happen to him, you know, and he's he's so guarded and so kind of quiet, you know. He's an interesting main character because he doesn't say a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he's just it means truly like I think he's truly stands for the audience, you know. He is the the fish out of water, and we are supposed to be him, you know. And it's it, it's not like a I don't it's a choice they obviously made with him to have him be this reserved guy, you know. I mean, even though he like punches people and stuff, he's reserved and quiet and shy, you know. But it works as a character. It's kind of kind of interesting how it more stuff happens to him than he actually has a hand in, I guess, you know. Which is what made this episode a little bit different because he mm-hmm. really is being proactive. Here. He, he is being proactive um, in in some ways that we would like. This everyone's pushing him to be proactive, and now he's being proactive, but not in the way we wanted to, you know. Yeah. Um. But man, Oliver, like that guy. That guy's been kind of annoying and over the top to me. But that scene where they're in the playing pool. Yeah. And he comes in and he's just like. Ryan's like, I, you know, I'm, you're a good guy, and I, you know, I know you're not here to steal Marissa. And he's like, mm, maybe. And he just like, he says all this stuff under his breath, and it's just, he's like this evil person, you know? There's this darkness snake. about him, like a real snake. And you, your blood kind of runs cold, like Ryan's, Ryan's does in that moment. And you're like, shit, this guy is like scary. Um, I thought that was a pretty good, good good turn of acting there by him Um, yeah his face is so it's so wished and punchable and easily but then in that moment he's like it's like he's been filled oliver's been driven by this nervous energy uh for so long and now he feels like he's won and so he relaxes into that role and it is killer it's like a shadow falls over his face and he's kind of like smiling and just yeah. kind of like, yeah, it, it's interesting. That they're also in that scene, which seems a little bit out of place, seeing how dark it gets, is one of the great songs of the show, uh, the Thrills song, Big Sur. Just don't go back to Big Sur. It's a good good one. That's on that first collection of songs. Nice. Um, I just keep pointing out these songs. I just keep noticing these songs that I'm like, yep, that's one of the big ones. <laughs> that's one of the that's ones cool. that I listen to over and over again. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So that storyline, you know, and we have Marissa kind of in this a little bit, but she continues to be blinded by, um, she breaks up with Ryan. She breaks up with Ryan, but I mean, Ryan has done these things that look really bad, but I I will also say like he reacts, he does these things in a way that a teenager would do, you know, he becomes, yeah, he does. Yeah. He, he fights the obsession by becoming obsessed himself, you know? Um, right. He becomes the thing he is he is trying to fight. Um mm-hmm. and uh it's very like immature and very like someone who was in high school would act like that, you know? He would de- de- you could see somebody doing something stupid for their high school girlfriend like breaking into the records room or something, you know, and getting expelled. Um which he has not been expelled, but we assume something bad's coming along cuz he he fucking beats the bricks off of Oliver at the end of the episode. Oliver's so smug. Yeah, he's just smiling. He got exactly what he wanted. He yeah. did. Yeah, he he Ryan gave in to the dark side of the force. 
Dude, those motions. I'm telling you right now, I know where this is going, and I am not here for it. I don't know where it's going, so we shall see. Um, it's it's a slog. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we at least get to enjoy this episode. Um, yeah. Can we talk okay. about Danny? Please, that's what I've been saving. I I've been saving Danny. Danny is Summer's obnoxious new boyfriend, and he is the funny guy, right? So the whole episode, Seth walks into Danny holding court, and everyone else cackling like they heard the funniest joke on earth. Just ha 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 ha! Danny's so funny. And this is the this is kryptonite to Seth because Seth it fancies himself someone who's funny. He's a comedian, you know. Yeah. Um. He and and I identify with that part of him so much because I hate, I hate you and I both like hate comedy that is not funny, but people think is funny. You know, we hate like stuff that's like funny by, uh, because it's supposed to be funny. Not and, and this whole concept that Seth keeps bringing up of. He's big. He's big. He's too big. It's something that, like, I personally am like, yeah, I identify with that. Like, when people are big like that, meaning, like, too over the top with being funny, it's not funny anymore, you know? Yep. Um, And it's so funny. That's a very, like, advanced, like, view of comedy for a high school kid to have. And then Summer, in the end, brings it back and says, he's just big. Like, too yep. big. Like, just, his personality's too big, you know? But Danny is just, like you know, the, the funny high school kid, like he, everybody knew somebody like him in high school or you might've been him. And he's just like saying stupid fart jokes and, you know, <laughs> pulling pranks and doing the whole, like, you got something on your shirt, slap your nose thing, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's just so funny that Luke in particular, just, just, can't, he almost passes out. He's laughing so hard. He's, he's got that, that wheeze cough going. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does. It's so and good. I, you know, I, I think that this is some of where Adam Brody does some of his best acting, where yeah. he's he's reacting to this kid, and he's and then that moment with where, where, where <laughs> he brings him to the house and they're playing that same fucking yeah. video game, and Sandy comes in, and Sandy is so deadpan, where the guy's trying to make him laugh, and <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, "I'm Sandy. Oh, you should go take a shower." Uh, he's like, all right, I like you dirty. <laughs> he makes Ryan look funny. He makes Marissa look funny. Gentiles. To get yourself some funnier friends. Yeah, it's this. It's a moment where Sandy and Seth don't agree on a lot of stuff, but when they do, they have these moments where they connect, and it's one of those moments where they're like both like, ugh, let's get this guy out of our house, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, and, and the satisfaction. I mean, this is where we begin to see. It's great timing with the writers of having uh, Seth kind of have his relationship with Anna problematized. Yeah. And then at the same time, hearing from Danny, like that summer thinks he's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It is like, he thinks that summer's forgotten about him because this guy's funny or, you know, she, she's pretending he's this guy's funny. Yeah, he's, he's jealous. jealous. And it turns out that she's, she holds him in such high regard that she tells Danny that, that, Seth is the funniest, you know, she would never tell Seth that to his face, but right. I, there I, was, there, there was one moment in this moment at the end where, so Seth, Seth decides to sabotage Danny he says you should go bigger. 
Yeah. He goes, I'll give it a shot. And then he revamps. He goes, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> and I thought, wait a second. <laughs> give it a give shot. me a shot. <laughs> totally that. Give me a shot. <laughs> give me a shot. Give me a shot. <laughs> My favorite part of that scene where Danny wins in the video game. He goes, oh, you got punked. Ashton Kutcher's over there. Camera one's right there. Camera two's right there. Camera three's right there. <laughs> and Seth is just ready to hit this dude. It's so, it's so the 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 chagrin on Seth's face as he walks into Danny trying to be funny with all these people and them all it's like his worst nightmare that people think this dude's funny and he's just like this is not funny at all and he cannot say that this dude's not funny because then all of a sudden he's the the party pooper you know um it just he's it just wears on him that this dude is is considered funny you know and and. <laughs> And the, the shots fired at Leno just makes it so good. <laughs> I know it's like so good. Oh, he thinks Leno's funny. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So Danny's <laughs> like, I've got some Leno what, recorded. What is it he said too? Like, oh, I've, I've DVR'd some some Leno. Uh, who's the actor he had on? The guy from American Pie, Stifler. Yeah. Sean Sean William Scott's yeah. on. He goes, oh yeah, double <laughs> double hit. Yeah, that I love Danny. I wish I don't think we ever see him again. But uh, the last thing we see is him like dry humping some person as he's yeah. like just going into the room, and Seth's just like almost horrified at what he's done. Like, uh, he really <laughs> did it. Like, uh, <laughs> and Summer breaks up with him, you know, or is going to break up with him. Um, a little trivia too. Uh, about three months after this episode aired. Uh, Adam Brody actually got punked by Ashton Kutcher. Oh, really? Yes, yeah, that was in the the the, the trivia for the episode. Just <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> oh, and uh, Adam Brody and the guy that plays Danny are were in a band together. I don't know what the connection is. Like, I, if they knew each other, if if Adam got him on the show because they knew each other, or if they met on the show or what. But they were in a in some band together. Huh? Some celebrity band, you know. Yeah, um, right. It, it's funny because Danny is. It's funny that they bring up what what year did American Pie come out? Mm. Let me look this up. Another yeah, dead air. Yeah, dead air. Dead air. Nineteen ninety nine. So this is still within the era of American Pie being the gold standard of youth comedy or whatever. So there's some sure. shots fired at that sort of style of comedy because we've got the mention of. What's his name? The Scott. What's his name? William Scott. Sean Scott. Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott. And Danny is is an American Pie character, you know. Oh, totally. He's Basically. like a poor man's Jim Carrey mixed with some, you know, updated references. Yeah, like a he's like McLovin with Jim Carrey, and yeah, yeah. He's like it's just a reference to that kind of like mainstream comedy, which they're taking a shot at, which Seth would do. You know, he would be like, "That's not funny." So um, yeah, of course. And just that, I don't know. Everything was great. The whole concept of big. Because at first I was like, that dude's not big. And I was like, oh, he means like his personality is big. Like his co- his co- comedy is big. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, it, it was a fun episode. Uh, except, I mean, the main, the dark mains. <laughs> there were times where I was uncomfortable. Um, you know, with this, the Oliver stuff. Um, but 
they did a good job with all the stuff around it. Yeah. Making it a fun episode. Um, yeah. I'm I, here for it. Yeah. And, um, you know, we got, we'll see where it goes next. I know where it's going. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I can't remember, man. I just can't remember, but that's fine. That's good that I can't remember, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you're going to get hit in the face with it here yeah. in fucking another week. So. Mm-hmm. Count your blessings. So you, the big thing, the, something big's happening in the next episode. Then, I well, I mean, I've been, um, I've been, I've, I've been wrong about the rapidity of the timeline. So I hope yeah. it's just one episode, but I think it's like a two or three episode arc. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, we're, we'll see. You know, I mean, I'm here for all the rest of this stuff. It'll be interesting to see how they keep it light around the edges because I didn't really think about that until we were just talking about it tonight. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, and it's the the purpose of Oliver is to drive a wedge in between all of them. But I'm more interested in their all, all of their friendships, you know. So I almost wish they just didn't have to have a villain like that, you know. And they could just let Julie be the annoying per, you know, the villain in small doses, you know. Yeah. But they've got this main bad here, and we're just developing this friendship with all of them, you know. And that's what's like really like you, you like them together, and this is like really driving them apart. Um, even right. with with Oliver in the picture, like even Summer doesn't interact with Marissa very much, you know. We yeah, like, we don't have enough time for it. No, we just we, everything gets pushed to the side. It, for him, you know, and it's like I mean, it's kind of emblematic of her dropping everything for this dude that you know is just her friend or whatever. But it it does kind of derail a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I, it makes Luke as a bad guy seem really quaint, you know. <laughs> yeah i mean it really i mean it's leveled up so much yeah and uh i mean yeah we'll find out where it goes yeah all right well that's that uh, that's everything next week we'll do uh episode 18 we've got what 24 episodes in this season so we're getting getting there um you got anything else nope a little more dead air for you on the way out <laughs> uh yeah well check us out on uh our shady website on like their old stuff.com or iol2s.com send us an email i only like their old stuff at gmail.com and uh you can find us on spotify and maybe some other places um thanks for listening we're out